Welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. A friendly reminder, as always, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ plus lives matter. You can catch this show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz, live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 Eastern, or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, including a sub over on Twitch, uh, that free one that comes with your Amazon Prime. But if you've got no loonies or toonies to toss our way, it's no big deal. We'll be here for you no matter what. Uh, this week, we are bringing back an old segment and giving it a bit of a fresh coat of paint. We are going to be talking all about Pokemon. Pokemon Day is this week, and we want to dissect everything that is the Pokemon series, but we'll talk about that in a bit. In the meantime, I am your host with the most, Mr. Mitch George, joined as always by the man behind the ones and twos, Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hey, 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 I'm in a pokey mood today. Our pretentious film student, Alex Ballant. Filming movies takes a lot out of you. Including your voice. Yeah, that was very cool. Oh, yeah. I was yelling a lot this weekend. Our thumbnail thespian, AJ Fraser. How you doing, everybody? And last but not least, the phenomenal Nathan McInerney. I'm very excited to discuss Digimon today. Okay, let's get right into that then, because I was having this discussion earlier with a friend of ours, Leonidas, a friend of the show, uh, about Digimon games versus Pokemon games, and I actually said that Pokemon has a better um, hook to it. Um, they give you a better a better sense of progression than any other RPG, and that's why it's the RPG of choice for me, or as most people would call it, baby's first RPG. But gives- we're going to talk about Pokemon in a bit. No, go ahead. Go ahead, rebute, and then we'll we'll get into the show. Um, I can't say it has a more engaging. What were your words? An engaging, more engaging loop than any other RPG. More engaging play gameplay For loop. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah gameplay loop. I can't agree with that because if so, wouldn't I, I have played more Pokemon? Maybe, but we'll get into that in a bit. In the meantime, uh, it's been a week. It has <laughs> been. Yeah, it's yeah because last. Well, last week we wanted to talk about what we've been up to, and then Nintendo decided to drop a direct on us the day we recorded, and that's all we could talk about. And boy, was that a direct. For better or worse. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, if you want to check that out, you, you can go check out last week's episode if you were at all curious about our thoughts on that. But uh, what's everyone been up to? How's everyone been the last couple of weeks? A lot has been going on. <laughs> Tell us about it, Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, I filmed a movie, um, and it was kind of mentally exhausting because of the situation we're in right now. It was a studio, like we built the set. Um, we like literally built a living room and a kitchen, um, which was Mm -hmm. to build, to basically build what we had for a thousand dollars. It was not easy. I'm genuinely really surprised that we managed to pull it off. And my role on it was I was the director of photography. So I basically got to choose how the film looked. And I am very, very excited with how it actually turned out. It was a lot of fun getting to like really play with lights that in most instances, a lot of people wouldn't have access to just because of the budget. And, you know, that's one of the only bright sides about actually going to film school. Um, so yeah, I've been very, very tired. And so I haven't really had too much of an opportunity to play games. 
Except for I did manage to, because of it being on Switch, I did manage to get to play Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which that game is so, so good. I am absolutely loving 3D World. Bowser's Fury is awesome. It feels like a full new 3D Mario game. And I've been super, super digging it a lot. It like... I love the elements during Bowser's Fury of like, it feels like you're on a timer between the next event happening, the next like Bowser being a big asshole. And so you have to like try and race through and get the shinies ready. So it's like you can use them to to scare off Bowser with the lighthouses. And it just, there's something just so satisfying about Mario that I don't really get from other platformers. I mean, I haven't played... um I haven't played Sackboy yet, but honestly, Mario 3D World has made me consider getting uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure a lot more than before. Can I say that it's... I think Sackboy's a better game? Oh, no, you can't. Okay. You're not allowed to say that. Actually. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. It doesn't make it accurate, but you can say it. It's true. I because mean, I'd imagine... I will say, having not played Sackboy, I can imagine that Sackboy probably has better online connectivity than the Marios. Uh, yeah. That's what I was actually going to ask about. I know, like, I've been playing this game as well. I picked it up. There was a, a promotion for Shoppers Drug Mart for anyone who's familiar with the Canadian uh, pharmacy brand. Um, or if you spent $150, you can get $50 in points. So I got a game, my sister got a game, and I got $50 in points. So that was quite nice. Nice. Um, but, nice. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing a bit of the main game. I want to just play the main game before hopping into Bowser's Fury. And I know mm-hmm. the main game has online co-op. I know Bowser's Fury is only two-player. But is yeah. that online as well, or is that local only? I can't confirm. Uh, it has to be. I would hope so. But I thought I'd ask. I could put it, it up in the it, world. It feels very much... I mean, I haven't played it co-op, but the way that they're fr- the way that they're framing it really kind of feels like almost like the way uh, Mario Odyssey was co-op, where you just have like yeah, it's almost like the little brother character where they have because they play as Bowser Jr. and they yeah. just kind of float around and they can help out Mario and they have like some things that they can do that Mario can't, but really it's not like it's not a full experience to just play as Bowser Jr. Yeah, so I I don't know if it's online, but like. I, yeah, I would feel bad. I don't. I actually don't think it is. I think it. Yeah. I think it is. You have to do it uh, co-op, co-op, couch co-op. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm hoping I can convince my wife to play that with me at some point, because um, I feel like we'd both have a lot of fun with that. Because it's Mario. Yeah. Who doesn't have fun playing Mario other than yeah. Nathan? It's not a good game. Weirdly enough, you're it's, not a it's good wonderful. game. Okay. I yeah. also have Sackboy and have not yet played it. So once I've played them both, I can give the. A opposite opinion of Mario is better than Sackboy, so that's fine. You're it's just a playboy. What? <laughs> I think the word you were looking for was Sony Pony. Sure. Um, speaking of Sony Ponies, Nathan, you've been playing God of War? Yeah, so, well, I think we discussed it that I never beat God of War and that I thought I'd wait till I came out on place or I got my PlayStation 5. And then there's a lot of new stuff to play on PlayStation 5, so I never got to it. But... I don't know if you guys are aware, there was a 60K, nope, that's not it, not 60K, 4K 60FPS patch that they put through, basically putting it back to its uh, original disc mode, Um, Mm. and I decided to finish off the game, and I've now beaten God of War, and it is a very lovely game. I'd like to play Mm. God of War in 60K. 
So Nathan, I don't like to play anything in 60k. You kidding me? <laughs> just to, that just would be know. incredible. Think about the voxels. You'd have to be like, you'd have to be on the other side of the planet to be able to see all those pixels because there's just so many pixels per inch. Yeah. But um, Nathan, I, I'm very curious. Did it live up to the hype that people had set out for it? Because you know, everyone and their mother talked about how good God of War was. How did it? Like you say, it's lovely, but do you think it's as good as everyone said? Yeah. So. So what's our rule on spoilers for God of War at this point? I think we've we all, have a spoiler mode we, for this podcast. Have we all do it? We've all played it. Has everybody? We've played all it? played it. Let's let's I don't try care. to stay light light spoilers. Okay. Okay. Well, somebody i i i'd been very unspoiled on the ending of God of War. Um, I'd heard somebody say the name Loki and that Atreus was Loki, and I actually expected something completely different when I got to the end because of that. Uh, hmm. hmm. Yeah, th that reveal happens in a kind of much more casual manner, which I think actually yeah. helps make it feel a little bit more impactful. I, There's no moment where it's like, you are Loki yeah, and you dun, 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 down like, the yeah. Acer gods. Yeah. The, the way they do mm -hmm. it, I thought was a lot more artful. I, I, yeah, like, I sure. just expected he was some sort of sleeper god that was like like hidden inside Atreus or something. Um, and that he turned evil at the end based on him being Loki. Um, so it wasn't the ending that I expected, but it was a, I think I just really appreciated the ending and getting to the end. And yeah, I think the whole journey, because it's really just about spreading your mother's ashes from the beginning to the end and the trials and tribulations you had to go through to get that. And I like the impacts there. There's no question about it. You get to the end. And what's beautiful is you get to the end and then you start walking down the mountain and the credits start rolling. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you it's accomplish you your goal. Be. Yeah, and I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, I never thought I'd see a game do that. There's no big boss battle. There's no. Well, I guess there is, but like, you know what I mean. Um, so this is this is going to be a complete tangent to God of War. Um, but you mentioned that the game really does focus on you spreading your mother's ashes. Um, mm -hmm. I found them the funniest TikTok I've ever seen in my entire life today, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to drop it in the chat. And I suggest everyone go and check it out later if you're watching live. If you're not, um. A duck knocks a oh, jar I of saw ashes off of a shelf and gets in crap. Oh my god, so that's horrifying! It's just a duck. All right, I'll why is it a duck? Why is it a duck? I don't know. I don't know, but it's the why is a duck I've ever seen? Why, why is, is a, duck a duck in the in china cabinet? cabinet pushing out Grandma's urn onto the floor? Why? It's just. The kind of content I needed. All right, Cozy, I think we can drop. Uh, I think we can drop spoiler bros now. Okay, um, um, but yeah, no, but it was good. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I plan to uh, platinum it, but then I thought about it, and that would be platinum forty nine. And I didn't think God of nice. War. Maybe I should save for platinum fifty, because that seems like a much more special number. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to platinum so dirt five instead. Yeah, I saw you got that. Yep, and boy, was it quite the uh, hassle. <laughs> so, oh, that sucks. Yeah, they uh, updated the game Monday morning, and they broke the game. So every three races, the game would crash, and you'd lose the progress on the game. So I had to exit out of the game Oof. every two races, um, and then close <laughs> and reopen it so that I could continue playing. And then even when I got all the trophies and I did all the extra DLC that they had just put out, there's a trophy for driving a thousand kilometer or a thousand miles, and I had not driven enough miles. So then I had to rubber band a controller and use one of the creative mode cor oh. courses to get oh. my extra That's mileage. Terrible. 
I, I've done um, that a couple of times in the past for like other trophies, and every time I do it, I'm like, am I really like shortening the lifespan of my controller's thumbsticks doing this? Didn't in the past two cases I used it, but like I always, I never feel comfortable doing that. This one wasn't bad because I just had to rubber band the R2 button. Um, somebody created an oval that you could just fly around in and just rack up the miles without needing a joystick um, turned or moved. So I thought that was pretty good. But here's the deal. So it's now a thousand miles for that trophy. But when the game launched, it was 10,000 miles. Jesus. Oh. And they it's patched like it to down to a thousand. Gears of War. Yeah, uh, seriously. It's trying to be Gears of Seriously? Yeah, I see what you did there. Apparently they went... I, I... No, no, oh. I'm sorry. Apparently um, it went from like 15 to 20 hours to get almost every trophy. And then to get that final trophy would take an extra 150 hours of grinding and driving. Oh, that's okay. awful. No, I have I have three talking points off of what Nathan just discussed. It's like a whirlwind of things to bring up. So first off, God of War. We know we're getting a PlayStation State of Play tomorrow. It's uh, not as there. of the recording of this. So as it's soon not gonna be there. as soon as this goes up, it's going to be out of date. But do we think we no. see God of War two delayed to 2022? Oh yes. I don't think they're going to mention it. I don't think they're going to mention it at all. You, there. No, you think no mention? I, I think they mention it and yeah. then they say they got to push it. No, for reasons. I think like we saw how well that worked for Nintendo. I don't think that they're going to be like, hey, we don't have anything to discuss about this game. Sorry. Well, maybe they do have something, like, in, but they can still put 2022 up for it. Yeah, maybe they can give us the title. Finally. Yeah, that that's that's I, fair. I know I Corey Barlog has listened. been tweeting about this direct. I don't know if you guys listened to uh, this week's uh, P.S. I Love You uh, from Kind of Funny. Just listen but, to um, it now. They, w- they, nope. w- they went on a bit of a tangent right at the beginning talking about um, maybe, you know, Kratos being a chicken and could you fight Kratos oh, yes. the chicken? Um, right. So the way now, that the conversation came up, it was originally it was could. Right. Yeah. And then they brought up, you know, Ratchet has the ability to turn people temporarily into chickens, and that could give him a huge advantage over Kratos as a chicken. But then it's like, well, but as a chicken, is Kratos still incredibly strong? And that led down to a tangent about people turning into chickens and fighting chickens and being chickens. Long story short, I can only now picture Kratos as that duck pushing the ashes off the <laughs> the shelf. So <laughs> Understandably so. Okay, yeah. so that was my first of three. My my next one is a quick one, uh, kind of off of your dirt five was broken and it made it difficult to get the trophy. Um, I got selected to be part of the MLB The Show 21 uh, playtest, which heavily, you can't stream it, can't share any information, can't share any content about it. So don't go looking for it, Cozy. You're not going to find it. Um, sure. It's, uh, can I share it, something else though, that I did find? You can do whatever you want. But as long so, as it doesn't have the, wa- okay. it's heavily watermarked. As long as it doesn't have my name in it. Um, so like on the subject of chickens <laughs> and can you fight chickens? So this is the Shamo chicken. This is actually the chicken that the Pokemon Blaziken uh, is based off of. It's basically like a chicken that's specifically bred for <laughs> cockfighting and being real and really and real powerful. Can I, can I, I just um, talk over, over this so we can? No. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, you, I don't have anything else to say. Okay, I tell just us more about this. Share this. Tell us more about yeah, this so, giant cock. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm excited to play more of MLB and and really dig into this this play test because, as we know, this is the first of the major sports titles that's going to have crossplay. So it's actually pretty 
pretty big deal as well as it's the first Sony published title that's going to come to Xbox. So very that's excited to dig wild. more into that, but it was a little broken for me when I was trying to get into it yesterday. So hopefully they've, they've cleaned things up. I'm going to try again tonight after the show. And then thirdly on the subject of platinums, um, I have somehow found myself in a race to complete all of the platinum trophies in kingdom hearts. That sounds don't, terrible. Don't do that. Why are you don't doing do that? Uh, it's not going well. I'll tell yeah, you that. Why? Those um, why? It was not a race. Easy to get. They are, are not easy to get out because I want to, I wanted a reason to play these games again. Um, and this felt like a good way not to do that. Not a bad that. reason. Uh, but then a uh, friend of the show, co-host of uh, both Addictive Nerds and the Stratus Gaming Podcast, Ant, uh, decided he was going to make it into a race and is very much beating me because he's memorized these damn games and it's not fair. But whatever. Nerd. It is what it is. Wait, do you so have my to- plan is to play through these games. Hmm? Do you have to platinum every single Kingdom Hearts game, like all the stupid DS ones and everything? My too? plan, my plan is to do that. Yes. So, so, I'm pretty sure that both of the DS ones, uh, they had trophies in the PlayStation Three releases, but you didn't have to like actually do anything challenging to get the trophies. You just had to play through their abridged story modes. Uh, the PlayStation Four versions of the DS games don't have any trophies attached to them. So, Mitch is spared of those, but he still has a long trek ahead of him. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories or Birth by Sleep. Neither game I think I've ever finished because they're really annoying. So, especially for the the Platinum Trophies. We'll see how that goes. Isn't Birth by Uh, Sleep But enough about me. I don't know. I didn't have enough time to play it before I played Kingdom Hearts 3. So I just watched the story (laughs) mode on... Birth by Sleep. I will say... Birth by Sleep kind of sounds like uh, it could be like a Death Stranding sequel. Totally. Yeah, really uh, I, I will say, you know, there are a lot of uh, annoying trophies that are going to require a lot of grinding and a lot of RNG in these games, Mitch. But there are also trophies like beating a lot of the kind of secret endgame bosses that are incredibly challenging, but I think are very rewarding once you're able to do so. Because it's not that their designs are cheap. They just really kind of force you to use the game's mechanics to their fullest extent. And I, I'm interested to see if when you get to the other side of those bosses, you're like, oh, that was really satisfying albeit challenging or if you really don't enjoy them i think the last thing i did in game was i beat the ice titan to get a keyblade that is better at magic because i was doing something else that required me to be good at magic to grind out some synthesis items and all of that sounds real uh real engaging so instead let's just pivot and talk about spider-man because i love spider-man cozy tell us more about spider-man yeah, uh, I can to make my way through Spider-Man. I thought that by this week I would have finished the game, but unfortunately I'm still not quite there. I'm in the game's third act. Uh, everything has gone to hell in New York City. Spider-Man's fighting a lot of adversaries. Uh, I kind of want to save my complete thoughts on the game until I finally, finally will have completed it next week uh, because I don't like want to speak too ahead about my thoughts on it right now. Uh, I will say... There are some plot developments that left me a little bit disappointed, uh, but I feel like my frustrations with the plot of Spider-Man 2018 were partially offset by another piece of spider-related media that I got into recently, uh, which is an anime called So I'm a Spider, So What? Uh, this is a anime that is currently streaming on streaming services, such as Ye Old Crunchyroll, and it is about a girl who as a result of a mysterious explosion dies and is reincarnated in a fantasy world as a spider which you just saw on screen a second ago um 
I don't want to give away a whole lot about this anime other than to say that it legitimately is one of the best examples in recent memory of a show that initially presents itself as way more benign and way more silly than it eventually kind of culminates in being. You start watching the show and initially it is fully in on the ridiculousness of its premise. It is about a girl as a spider exploring a dungeon and her cracking all sorts of wisecracks and lamenting her situation. There is straight up a Spider-Man, like the superhero character reference to uh, him early on that's pretty funny. And then slowly but surely you begin to get the sense that not everything is right. And by the time you reach episode seven, which is where I'm currently at and where the show is currently at, it's pretty apparent that everything is going very, very super duper wrong. And you kind of want to reach through the screen and shake the main character and be like, no, turn back. Uh, but no can do because they're all fictional. So yeah, go check out So I'm a Spider, So What? If you want a cutesy fantasy anime that reveals itself to have a dark undertone that slowly becomes apparent over time um okay so speaking of cutesy anime things and i don't have a better way to segue to this uh for valentine's day my gift to my wife was we watched all of the to all the boys i've loved before films on netflix oh so and nathan needed me to bring this up so we could talk about to all the boys i've loved before on this how, show how does to all the boys i've loved before compare to so i'm a spider so what it's better it is, yeah. It doesn't involve I, how spiders. How do you know? You've it not seen this show. Spiders. I mean, so, you saw the spider in that opening. That spider's pretty cute looking. So I came into this series knowing it was something I was going to watch more so because I figured my, my, my wife would really like it. Um, I really enjoyed these movies. They're really good movies. They're really good. They're really good. They're really emotional too. You really mm-hmm. get it. You really get invested, especially watching all three of them back to back the way we did instead of waiting a year plus between them. Had so you never seen them before? You had to wait. I had not seen any of them. My, my wife oh. had seen both, right? Okay. okay. Yeah, you'd seen both, right? I've seen all three. Well, I mean, before we watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'd seen them. I hadn't seen any of them. So we we marathoned all three for Valentine's Day. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I like Laura Jean. She's really great. Yeah, Laura Jean's great. I'm sad this is the last movie because I feel like they could still do things with these characters, I, but they're not. I, yeah, I feel like I didn't too. put it in the I didn't put it in the doc, but recently I've been watching the uh, the X Men movies going through in release da, 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 order. Da, da, da. Just to, yeah, just just to you know, maybe it's related to me watching WandaVision. Maybe not. It's no definitely not. Here. That's definitely not. not. It could be. Totally no spoilers I mean, here. Hold, hold, hold on a second. What What is the moratorium on spoilers when the company who put out the content has already spoiled the thing you're trying to hide? Uh, some people still mute those terms and stuff. And yeah, I think we should be respectful of that unless, you know, and if we want to unless do something, if we want to have something about it, we do something separately. I want to do a YYZ video special presentation WandaVision spoilers. Yeah, I want it. We can figure that out when the series finishes. When the the season's done. We could do a recap Um, after the season. So, I mean, speaking of Disney Plus, um, Star just launched as the sixth brand on Disney Plus in Canada and other territories, Mm -hmm. obviously. Do we have to pay for that? Oh my God, there's so much content. Yeah, was that on. Does no, that you don't have to pay extra, extra for it. 
It's not well. They've ra- they've now raised the cost of Disney Plus from eight ninety nine a month to eleven ninety nine a month. When is that taking to I effect? Think it's, if I've already uh, signed up for the year, like if you've already signed up for the year, your next renewal will be one nineteen ninety nine instead of eighty nine ninety nine. Oh, okay, but I'm good till my next renewal. You're good until your next renewal. Yeah. Okay, because I just renewed. Uh, but there's a. Yeah, yeah. We you renewed on the day that it launched, just like many of us did. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you're good until the next renewal cycle, but guys, there's so much content in there. Dragon Ball Evolution is in there. Oh man, what's Dragon the Ball best Evolution? Rate. Dragon Ball movies. It's really that's bad. the live action Dragon Ball movie oh. that they tried to make, where Piccolo glitters like a Twilight vampire or some shit. I don't know. Yep. I've heard good things about that. Like that. Uh, um, I will Mighty say, Morphin Power Rangers the movie. You know, there have been a lot of bad movies over the years, but Dragon Ball Evolution is one of those ones that I feel has kind of fallen through the cracks. Like, you don't have, like, a contingency of people that, like, enjoy it ironically or kind of love to bash it online in a way that people like to, you know, bash or make fun of, like, the Avatar movie, for example. Mm. Oh, that, rem- that reminds me. Uh, th- thankfully, we have friend of the show, host of the Geek-Centric podcast, uh, Nate in the chat. I'm actually going to be a guest on their WandaVision spoiler cast season finale episode uh, when that comes out. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. That's oh, going to be a lot of fun. He never invites but, me on any ooh. podcasts. Lame Nathan. He just doesn't want two Nathans on there. It could be too much competition. <laughs> That's too many Nathans. Too much competition. I Listen, get it. If we can have three Alexes, he can have two, two Nathans. Nathans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So is there any, like, have, have you guys gotten a chance to dig around through the star catalog at all? I'm looking yes, at it right now. I have been. I've been watching yeah. Futurama. I'm so Futurama's happy that one. that's on I started there. Family Guy. Family yeah, the, I mean, the first two seasons of Family Guy are definitely worth I started with Blue again. Harvest, so. Uh, I watched Aliens on there last night. That was weird. Die Hard's Which, on it, that's right? The, uh, all the Die Hards are on it, yep. Yeah. But we don't talk about the newest one. Is that Die Hard? Uh, Honestly, there there are so there are so many Die Hard movies. I'm like, I don't even know which one that is. Uh, Live free or Die Hard is the one I was referring to. I think Die Hard or Trying. The one with the one with Jai Courtney playing his son. I think I don't know. It was terrible. I saw that on Valentine's Day with a friend of mine from school back when that came out. You should consider Die Hard. Is we could. It's on Disney Plus now. Why? Why not? I was going to say this new star catalog does give us a lot more to pull from in terms of uh, doing reviews for YYZ video. Do aliens in review or predator in review or alien versus predator in review to catch a predator in review. Oh my God. Scrubs (laughs) is on here. Scrubs is on there. It's, it's insane. Honestly, this is solidified though. Bob's burgers on there, but only seasons nine and 10. Yeah, that's strange. Netflix does that sometimes. It's got to be a licensing issue. It's got to be a licensing issue. To me, this is solidified. Disney Plus is the best streaming service, like, period now. Like, I was on the fence about that because I don't really care too much about, like, the Disney backlog as much. Um, But the fact that they've added a whole ton of stuff like this that, like, I'm all in. I'm I'm probably at this point never going to cancel my Disney Plus. I don't think I legally can because, yeah. one, we host a Pixar podcast. Um, legally, two, you can still do it. You just nah, would be guessing never about the happen. movies. Well, I mean, the second thing, too, is my next year of Disney Plus is free. Uh, I oh. won a contest via Electric Playground where I got two WandaVision pops and a year of Disney Plus. So it's never going to stop. It's also my most used streaming service by a large margin. So Yeah, me too. 
It's so good. But yeah, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Tons of great stuff in there. Um, but there's also tons of great stuff added to Control Ultimate Edition. Yeah, uh, I it was free with the um, it was free on PlayStation Plus. I think it right. still is free uh, as is of right now until next week. I think. Yeah, so I I haven't played too much into it because I played Control last year, like right at the beginning of the year. Uh, I got it on PS4 and it was rough on my PS4 Pro. Like it, it first off, it it was really pushing the hardware as far as it could go. And the one of the biggest complaints that I had about it was the like loading times, uh, loading between, especially like because I did platinum control. It's one of the few platinums I actually do have, and loading between the different areas, like fast traveling between them, was excruciating. Um, and control ultimate edition is awesome. It's control still, um, but it's. First off, it runs its. Uh, I'm playing it on the performance mode, and playing that game at 60 with still all of the particle effects happening, and it like being able to pull. Like I've right now just gotten to the point where you get the telekinesis ability, where you can pull like things, like pull just big pieces of concrete out of the wall, and all the particles and everything with that. It's awesome playing that on PS5. Um, I will say I'm starting to not really like. It has dual sense uh, support with it, with the triggers where you have to like pull down on the trigger and it gives you resistance uh, when firing. And I'm starting to really dislike that a lot because of just like, this is an action you are going to do hundreds of times throughout the course of playing this game. And it's it like just the amount of time that you're doing it, it starts to get exhausting. So fortunately there is a slider that you can choose between like a slider from one to 10 of how bad you want the resistance. So I have it on one right now because it's like, it's nice that it's there, but it maxed out. Uh, the default was way too much for me, oh, wow. but besides that, like, it's just, it's really cool. I think this is, I, I mean, I can't wait to play the Alan Wake stuff like in it, the, the AWE expansion for it. I'm really excited about how they tie those two universes together. Um, I also do think that this is kind of, this is like, in some ways, I thought that this was a really fun slap in the face that Sony had to Microsoft because Control came to Game Pass a few months ago, but it's just the standard edition to Control. And so the fact that they're like Control Ultimate Edition as like the day that the PS5 and Xbox Series X update came was free on PlayStation Plus, which I think is is awesome. So I'm going to very slowly get through that game again because it's it's awesome, but I've got a couple of other games that I want to get to first because I, you know, am playing them for the first time and that's kind of a little bit more important. But if you haven't played Control Ultimate or just Control in general, it is it was one of my favorite games from 2019. Like it was like a sharp three-way tie uh between that Sekiro and Death Stranding. So it's like I think it's it is one of the best games of the last generation and it's actually been given it's been given justice being on PS5. So I know Nathan and I got into a bit of a, a Twitter exchange today about March's PlayStation Plus titles. And I just saw what is either a very good fake. Oh, yeah, or, I saw that too. Uh, you saw that, eh? So yeah. those, I'm not going to say it because I feel like if it is, I don't want to date this show based on, you know, there being Do a it. fake leak of the PS. Okay, so fine. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm curious. The, leak, the, the fake that I saw was Overpass for the PS4 godfall for ps5 and kenna bridge of spirits which i think would be a 
It's a game I was gonna buy, so that would blow my yeah. freaking mind if they showed that, that tomorrow at the state of oh, play. Oh, that. I feel like that. I feel like that's that. I don't know if that would be true. Just because to include both Godfall and Kenna, I feel like yeah. that's like that's overkill. Not I feel like if it was, was one thinking. or the other. Go ahead, Nathan. God, Godfall's still kind of new. Like people yeah. paid for that like four or five months ago. But they but paid did it? For it. Yeah, but did it? How well did it do? It didn't do not very well. well. Yeah, it did so. not review well. Yeah, it was mediocre. We'll it got lots see. of sevens. And it has it has like microtransactions in it right i'm pretty sure so they might yeah. be trying to kind of like if Maybe they try to get it in front of more people to try and recoup re- recoup some of that cost by like if you get it to people's hands for free free it will make them a little bit more likely to pay for microtransactions yeah i think one of the things i predicted as seeing tomorrow at the state of play was kenna so this that would that would line up with this, but I don't I don't see them giving that game away at launch. Yeah. I think they've been very generous the last few months with PS Plus, and I think we're going to see more of a more of a return to form, as it were, uh, for yeah. for next month. Except the, uh, speaking of, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but just on that topic. No, it's fine. What's our more? How long did we get PlayStation Four games for free when PlayStation Plus launched? Uh, like brand new, I mean, um, because I feel like. The game's too far between. Yeah. I just wonder. Maybe they have to keep doing that for a little while till there's a better back catalog to pull games from. Mm. I mean, something like Kenna that was smaller and debuted at a PlayStation State of Play does line up with things they've done in the past for stuff. Yeah. But it remains to be seen. Um, speaking about things from the past, AJ, you've been playing the original Legend of Zelda? I have actually, um, yeah, uh, for a little bit there. Um, I, I I stream some of it on Twitch uh, and whatnot. Um, but I, I I had a bit of an interesting uh, uh, twist to the way I was doing it. Um, so I have never beaten the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, I know, big shame. But None um, of yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's it. <laughs> I can. You know, I can see all the parts in there that, you know, they've carried forward and made it really good and interesting and modernized, you know, as iterations went on. Um, but there is something about old NES games uh, that I don't know how anybody got through these without, like, looking up a guide. Um, so the sure. thing that I... Uh, the interesting twist that I did is, so what... I, I saw on Twitter that they're uh, I for, I forget the the guy's name but um if you, if you just Google hand drawn game guides um you can find for a, like there's a handful of of guides that this person has made and um and they it it's it's so beautifully hand drawn and everything um but it also doesn't fully like spell out you know oh go from you know go three screens over and do that. No, it, it writes it out like a oh, journal wow. or like a story or something like that. It, it, it's really, really fascinating um, to kind of see all the artwork through and like behind me, you can see here, this is the cover art for it. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, you know, you, you could, I don't know if you can get the physical copy anymore, but uh, for the, for, the 35th anniversary day, which was the 21st, um, the, they gave 
they just had, you know, hey, they put it up on their, their Gumroad uh, store for free for like the 24 hours or whatever. So I grabbed that and then, you know, what I would do is on my stream, I would switch back and forth to like, here's what I'm reading in the guide and okay, go back and let's go try and do it. Um, but yeah, like I said, the the interesting thing about it was it's it's written kind of like a like a story where, oh, you know, Link traveled, you know, uh, around, you know, around these parts and, you know, was experimenting with his uh, with with the candle that he found and burnt down a tree. And there was a there was a, you know, a, a heart piece under it. And, um, you know, it, it'll it'll show like a map of like what tree specifically he burned down. And, you know, but it, it it's it's really neat. It's really, really cool. Um, and I'm appreciating the the hand-drawn nature of it. Um, I'm not necessarily appreciating the difficulty of the game itself. Um, mm. I, uh, I, I, I like, I really like it. Uh, even though I, you know, I've played through like the first couple of dungeons a handful of times and whatever. Um, I don't know if necessary, if it's an issue with the switch. Um, so it, I'm playing the one on with the, that came with the, uh, Nintendo switch online stuff. I don't know if it's necessarily a problem with that that I'm having, uh, or, uh, or what or whatnot. But from when I played it before, like as a kid, uh, I remember it controlling a lot better than it does now. That and that could just be the switch, uh, like the port of it there. Um, but um, it, yeah, it. I'm I'm I got to the fifth dungeon. And this is the one where there are there's a room full of dark nuts, which is a fun, funny, uh, mistranslated yeah. word that just stuck uh, when they were they were porting uh, tra translating the game to English, I guess. Yeah, but because um, in, in Japanese it's like dark nato, because yeah. that's how you say dark knight. But the yeah. people translating it didn't really think, oh, it should actually be dark knight in English. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a knight. We'll call it a nut. You it's know. pretty close. Um, yeah, you know. It sounds about right. Yeah, but yeah, and you know, I what I, I I was struggling uh, at one point with some other enemies and and stuff. Um, but get uh, watching some uh, YouTube videos of people actually playing through it and trying to do the the dark nut stuff. It's it's kind of uh, kind of uh, ridiculous how how they didn't quite balance the progression of difficulty. It's, it's not like you're getting these power, more powerful items, but you don't feel any stronger whatsoever. And in some instances you feel even weaker. Uh, and the only thing keeping you afloat is the fact that you've gone through and gotten all the, all the different heart containers along the way. So do you know yeah. if there are, exists a version of this hand-drawn video game guide for the original Metroid? Because on the subject of like obtuse ass NES games, like if you think the original oh, yeah. Legend of Zelda is bad, the original Metroid is like a nightmare. Because you know, one thing about the original Legend of Zelda is at least all of the various screens that you traveled through on the map feel fairly distinct from one another. Like this screen that you're currently in right now feels fairly distinct from the screen that you're about to go down to and so on and so forth. There are multiple areas in the original Metroid that are literally like copy and pasted, which makes tr trying to find your way in the game next to impossible if you don't have like a guide. 
Looks like yeah. there's only four, uh, three of them. Yeah, there's only three of them right now. Ninja Gaiden, Contra, and Zelda. Um, mm. I'm not sure if uh, this person's got more coming soon. But, um, yeah. oh, coming soon, Metroid. Yeah, it says right there at the oh, top. Of, there we go. The, I, the webpage. Oh, yeah. Legitimately, so. I, I might give Metroid another shot if I get my hands on that guide. Because it, it's... Uh, it's one of those things where, again, like I've not beaten that one either. I've made valiant attempts to try it, but it just has not worked out. So I'll definitely yeah. keep an out for that, do an you, eye out for that one. Do you think Nintendo will do anything for Metroid's 35th anniversary? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good joke. What, what is the big deal with 35? 35 doesn't feel like a round enough number to make a big deal out of. It's 10, 10 years sure, after 25. 25 for yeah, some 50 for sure. But 35, it just... For, to me, it feels like people are just looking for them to celebrate a thing because they want more of that thing, and they weren't necessarily ready to give us more of that thing. I'm just but saying because sure. they they did a they did a celebration for Mario. They should do a celebration for their other big franchises. Now, you could argue that Metroid it because Metroid didn't do well in uh, Japan necessarily, uh, but it did well here in the Americas. Um, you could argue that it's not a priority for them, but. I I I would say technically behind Mario, Zelda would be number two worldwide in terms of no. Nintendo franchises. Uh, Animal uh, Crossing, mainline Nintendo. Pokemon doesn't count because An- that is Game Freak. More. That's Game Freak. It's, That's something. No, Game Freak different. is the developer. The IP is co-owned yeah. by Nintendo I'm, and the Pokemon Company. That's great. I'm talking Nintendo title. developed shit. I'm talking Nintendo developed. It's Pokemon. God damn it. Nope. Yeah, they just publish it. Uh, I do want to say that while I don't think that it is going to be utterly fantastic, we will get some form of Metroid news this year. We won't reflect on it and be like, oh, man, Nintendo really treated Metroid well for its 35th yeah. anniversary. But the- it's it's been long enough at this point, uh, ever since the restart of Metroid Prime Rewards development, that we'll have to get at least some piece of news. Uh, here's here's my prediction. No, no for we that. don't. Here's my prediction for that. Uh, the game director will come out on screen and say, hi, you're seeing me here. I bet you're expecting that um, That's me to talk about likely. the upcoming Metroid yeah. Prime 4. Unfortunately, I have nothing more to say. The new Anyway, the, but, here's Metroid Other M Remastered. Oh, well, but no, more uh, realistically... More realistically, he'll probably announce the remasters of the Prime Trilogy, which at the very least is still better than Skyward Sword. I'll say that much. Nah, yeah, it's definitely it, going to be other end. All we're going to get is a <laughs> port of the Wii U Metroid Prime Trilogy collection. Wait, that's the Wii U? Or the Wii. Wii. The, the, the Wii, It right, was on the Wii it. U via Virtual Console, but that's all we're going to get. Um, I just wanted to say, back to the thing about why they wouldn't make a big deal at Metro, but they do it at Mario. Mario is literally the best-selling games franchise, if you took look at all the games, ever mm-hmm. for Nintendo. So it makes sense for them to focus on their best-selling property as opposed to Metroid, which is not. But, but they ain't even talking about Pokemon, which you argue is number two. So, like... They're doing a on, concert guys. with Post Malone on Saturday. That's talking about it, goddammit. Who is that? Who's Who even Post is Malone? that? He's the dude with all the face tattoos. Yeah. We're going to talk about Pokemon more in a bit. All right. Quickly, we have a couple more things that people want to talk about. Alex or AJ, do you, want, do you have a quick, you know blurb about either of the games still here persona 5 strikers or valheim or do we want to hold it until i got you a little say? i got a little bit that i can say i haven't played I... much of persona strikers but um oh man it's good to be back that's all i that's the that's the biggest takeaway i've got so far i'm about two hours into it 
And it just, it's really nice to reconnect with all of these characters. One of the things I really like so far, and it's like they've hit the ground running with it, is that it's it's the full crew dynamic. It's all eight of them, I believe. Like it's it's everyone who you who like you who joined the Phantom Thieves at the by the end of Persona Five. They're all back together, and they're all just kind of really doing their like character traits, like all of their character moments. Like Yusuke I, is he loves art and he has no money. It's like looking, everything that. You, mm-hmm, go ahead. I'm looking. I'm looking at the video Cozy's posting. Is that the guy from Smash? Yes. It, okay. You know he, he formerly known from Smash. Um, but, um, yeah, he's like, it's just, it's so much fun to be back in that world. And it really does feel like a great addition to Persona 5. Like it doesn't feel like it's like shoehorning in, um, though, like obviously, um, the, the biggest thing that I also have been taking away is that it, when I played Age of Calamity, it felt like a Muso that had Zelda on top of it, where this feels like Persona first that has Muso like uh, as the like combat elements, which I think is like there's a huge difference between that, and I think that they so far have been implementing all of the Persona stuff, the stuff that made Persona Five so special. I think they've been doing a really good job at implementing that so far, and I just can't wait to play more. I think the combat's great, and they did a really good way, a good job of kind of like taking some of that stuff that made the persona 5 gameplay loop when you're in the palaces they made that really engaging to add to this kind of this more action rpg um and so i'll have more to say as i continue playing it but um i can't wait to play more of it i have thought about buying it on switch just so i could go play it while i'm at work but i'm not going to do that because that's crazy but goddamn, i just want to play more of this game Without getting into spoilers, are you at all disappointed by the fact that it's not a direct sequel to Persona 5 Royal? Yes, because I love those characters, the, the specifically the three characters who they kind of like integrate. Well, the, well yeah, fix. well one of them was yeah, one of them was was in Persona 5 normally, but they kind of like changed they fixed a lot him. of what happened to him. Yeah, they fixed him. Uh and then the other two were like new characters, and I, I do, I am sad that Kasumi is not there. I think she was such a great addition to Persona and that crew that like it would have been cool to have like a full game with her in it instead of kind of like her being mostly in like the last act of the of Royal. Like she's in the she's in some of the the other parts of it, but like she really didn't come into like the story until very much close to the end of the game uh as well so yes yes i would love it if it was a proper direct sequel to persona 5 royal instead of persona 5 but i also understand that that just wasn't possible because this went into development right after they made persona 5 and not like and then they started working on royal afterwards so i just knew that that wasn't going to be possible i feel like also put in music nods. yeah and i don't know if there are if there aren't yet um i will get back to you as soon as i as soon as i get further in mm-hmm. uh final note about it the music's super good there's a few remixes and like there's like a rock version of um of a uh, last surprise yeah. and i'm really digging it so far it feels like in in every way it is an extension of persona 5 in the best possible way and also playing it on ps5 it's so cool to see Persona running at 60 frames. It it looks incredible. So as soon as you get a chance, Nathan, like as soon as it goes on sale, 
definitely pick it. Yeah, I'll give it a chance when it's on sale because um, Musos have never typically been my thing. But I do love the story. I'm still waiting, and I don't know when we're going to get it. But I feel like it has to happen. Persona 5 karting. A kart there was a, a fan-made uh, Persona game. Hold on a second. I, I well, he looks that. that up. AJ, quick words on Valheim. Yeah, uh, Valheim seems uh, like <laughs> really good because everybody's playing it at the moment. Um, but also, I think we need to coordinate a time where we can kind of get together and, and play some of this together. You know, two or three of us. Um because I think that's probably the way it's meant to be played. Um, I've been playing it solo. I got I got to the the first uh, I'll call it boss encounter, um, and that that was super cool, super fun. Um, uh, the the crafting is good. It I think it looks it's it's the look of it is like a, a mix between uh, a PS one game in terms of like the textures, but also part of it is kind of uh what is it uh reminiscent of like a world of warcraft in terms of um yeah just like in terms isometric? of uh, no the it's it's not uh, isometric in the kind of like if the textures are, are look like ps1 the the model the like the character models and stuff look world of warcraft and some of the environments uh the the that. open environments um and so, okay, so at the start of it, there's a there's a bird uh, that is a basically the tutorial bird, and what the tutorial bird does is, uh, you know, he just tells you, hey, uh, here's this, oh, the the stuff you just picked up, here's what you can do with it, that sort of thing, right? And um, uh, there there's the very distinct kind of world war World of Warcraft uh, exclamation mark, like, oh, I have a quest for you exclamation mark above his head when he he wants to talk to you and tutorialize you so you can you can very easily see some of those uh inspirations but it is super super rad and i think uh we need to plan a time at some point where we can get together and play it so sounds like a plan yeah. all right i think uh, unless cozy wants to talk about persona 5 carding yeah, so it's um it's not called Persona Five Karting. It's actually called uh, Persona Four Racing. Um, it was, it, so it's not a real game. It's a fan made game that came out a couple years back, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it exists, and that's all I really have to say. So now, if you've ever wondered, hey, I want, uh, when is the Persona Five Racing game uh, going to come out? Well. Now you can know that it already came out. Racing all afternoon. This is amazing. And on that note, I think we can stop talking about Persona and start talking about a better RPG. Well, How dare you? That's not true at all. <laughs> that is not How do true. We kick Mitch from the <laughs> yeah. Show? Um, this is my episode. No, um, you know, for the record, about... Mitch, like mm -hmm. the Persona series is based off of the kind of Shin Megami Tensei universe, and the Shin Megami Tensei universe had like collecting and raising monsters before Pokemon was officially conceived. Yep. Pokemon best RPG. No, okay, let's talk about Pokemon. Um. With Pokemon Day coming up this weekend and a wonderful Post Malone concert to look forward to, and that seems to be about it. Did you just say yay?
You gonna watch the Post Malone concert with me? All right, cool. Um, we thought it'd be timely to bring back an old segment, but give it a new coat of paint. Um, you may or may not be familiar with the fact we used to have a segment on this show called Video Game Rehab, where we would take a series that was in need of rehab and talk about what we think we'd do to, you know, modernize or bring back uh, a, ga- a Re- game. Rehabilitate it, if you will rehabilitate it yes thank you um but we kind of wanted to expand that a bit so we could talk about things that we just want to make better or things that we have thoughts about and one of those things is pokemon so we're going to call this patch notes so on our inaugural edition of patch notes what better series to look at than pokemon oh can i start with so, a patch note? uh i was going to go through a bit of the history of the series and then yes oh well my patch note is play persona instead because it's better Okay, so Pokemon. It doesn't have to be a game that. about things being better. Come on, guys. I mean, do does. I have to do I have to fit Nathan's audio into the final edit of the podcast? You don't have to. You could accidentally lose it. Yeah, that'd be hmm, that'd be a damn shame. <laughs> this would not make sense if you took my audio out. I'd find a way. Pokemon. Pokemon Pokemon. is a franchise created in the mid-90s centering on fictional creatures called Pocket Monsters or Pokemon. Um, The franchise began back, went all the way back on the Game Boy uh, with Pokemon Red and Green in Japan, later released as Red and Blue in the Americas, uh, developed by Game Freak, published by Nintendo in 1996. It became a mixed-media franchise with the release of an anime, movies, a card game, uh, any number of other weird gizmos and gadgets, and has since become the highest-grossing media franchise of all time. The original video game is the second best-selling franchise ever, which I didn't know. That's crazy. With uh, more than 368 million copies sold and 1 billion mobile downloads, um, that likely being pushed by Pokemon Go, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. You've got a successful anime with over 20 seasons, a thousand episodes. It's aired in over 160 countries. Um, you've had this property show up in other games like Super Smash Brothers. You've had spinoff games like uh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And most recently, we got Pokemon Sword and Shield released in November 2019. And uh, here we are. We are at year 25 of Pokemon as a franchise in 2021. And... First off, let's. I mean, we got Nathan's one patch now, which was a dig at me, which is fine. It wasn't um, a dig at you, it was a dig at Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> a very good article was written and released today by a former guest of the show, Taylor Lyles at The Verge, on why. And actually, let me grab that for you, Cozy, because I think it's really, really good to talk about right now in the context of Pokemon. Um, it makes a very intimidating genre approachable and i i feel this more than most because for me personally with pokemon as a franchise or with rpgs in general i've always there's always been this barrier to entry for me i've never really sunk my teeth into any of these bigger girthier rpgs yeah um like your traditional final fantasies and and other games like that we actually talked earlier about digimon as an rpg franchise um, I think Pokemon's approach to RPGs, where it is very, very simple on the surface, but adds a lot of depth if you want to look for it, um, and adds a a very approachable progression system. So I do like the fact of in all of the games, except I'm not sure about the GameCube games. I think 
Nathan or Cozy might be able to correct me if you've played them. Or AJ. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Alex hasn't by how not looking show I, i'm 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 helping i'm here guys you're helping yes. <laughs> hell yeah um i uh i don't know how the progression in those games is like but i know at least for the core pokemon games you always have this challenge you have to complete whether it be the gym challenge or in uh alola we got the island challenge which i thought was a nice departure for the series but still gave mm-hmm. you that nice checkpointing as to how the games progressed and how you move forward and, and that sort of thing. And it's something I'm experiencing now playing through uh, Pokemon radical red, which is a mod of Pokemon fire red that makes the game uber difficult, which has been a lot of fun. Um, but I can see uh, some of the drawbacks that people do bring up from time to time. So I think I'll open the floor now and what do we feel needs patched in the Pokemon franchise? Um, so I think that, you know, when we talk about what needs to be patched in the Pokemon franchise in the future, I think we need to bring up the fact that, you know, the Pokemon series 25th anniversary is imminent and many are predicting slash it's almost all but confirmed that we're going to be getting some new Pokemon game announcements uh, over the next few days. And while we don't know exactly what these Pokemon games will be, many of us are predicting that most likely it's going to be one of them will be like another mainline installment in the series. And many are predicting on top of that, that this next mainline installment in the series might be a remake of the diamond and pearl games. And if it is indeed that most likely it's going to feature a 3d art style, like the past few Pokemon games before it. And I feel like the jump to 3D for the series has been both a blessing and a curse all at once. On one hand, you know, being able to explore uh, the world of Pokemon with full three-dimensional visuals has, you know, brought a lot more uh, depth to the experience. It's made the world feel that much more alive. It's added a lot more personality and character to the monsters and to all the human characters inhabit it but on the other hand the jump to 3d has also made it so that creating these (laughs) worlds is so much more kind of expensive and time consuming than before um to this day many many people still swear by gold and silver and the remakes heart gold and silver as being one of their favorite pokemon games in the series and that's in large part because when you beat those games, you were given the option to go and entirely explore the Kanto region, which is the region from the first Pokemon games, Red and Blue, uh, as like a giant, super massive post-game quest. And the reason why the Pokemon company was able, sorry, Game Freak was able to pull that off back in the day is not because they were like that much more motivated back in the day or because they've grown lazy in their old age, but because it was just like that much easier to do so at a time where everything was based on these very kind of like uh, basic uh, and easily kind of replicatable sprites. Uh, Nowadays, like people desperately want uh, the current Pokemon games to feature some like giant massive heaping post game where you go and explore an entire other Pokemon region when you beat the main quest. But like, that's just not exactly feasible, at least not feasible given the size of company uh, that Game Freak is and the rate at which they put out games. Um, and, AJ, go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the original Gold and Silver, the reason, the biggest reason why it, it's actually there is I think Satoru Iwata came in sure. at the 11th hour and was able to make it work um, with some very I, creative compressing and coding and all that. It wasn't even it wasn't even that. It was that they were struggling just to get Johto uh, on the cartridge. And he was able yeah. to optimize it so much they had room for the entirety of the first region in that cart, which was uh, the, the story behind that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. obviously a, an amazing uh, feat on his part. Like, it deserves a tremendous amount of uh, praise for being able to do so. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, ultimately like they were i think that like iwata or not like what needs to be understood there is that like because those games were relatively simple they were able to get all that stuff to work in the first place and yeah like i just said the kind of jump to 3d i think has messed with that and resulted in regions uh, like the galar region in sword and shield uh that you know, features some pretty robust areas like the wild area where it's very expensive and you can see Pokemon like interacting with each other uh, in real time. But the rest of the region feels a little bit small and is sort of lacking in optional site areas because creating something so small is like, oh, here's like a secret cave, which were like super commonplace in some of the older Pokemon games is just that much more kind of expensive to create in the modern era. I think so we're just you know we're recording this on the 24th of February or like in the evening. I think if we were getting a Pokemon specific presentation or anything this week other than the Post Malone concert and them talking about Pokemon music, we'd probably already know about it. So I I actually am the contrarian here in saying I don't think we're going to get any additional Pokemon announcements outside of whatever they talk about at this concert this week. Um, and off of that, I wanted to kind of just go around the room and see, does anyone else have any predictions for what we may or may not see this week outside of Cozy's uh, astute uh, opinion that this year's game will likely be a Gen 4 remake? Alex? Uh, or Nathan? Or yeah, let AJ Nathan go first. Let Nathan anybody. go first. Go ahead, Nathan. Can we get Pokemon Sleep? Yeah, oh, where is that? that? You know, uh, I, I've, I've actually struggled I've in my sleeping as of recent, and I actually would appreciate getting that game. Like, actually, I think, like not as a joke. Uh, I mean, non-jokingly, I think um, the <laughs> next-gen consoles may or may not be to blame a bit for this. Um, just, I mean, and graphics cards and just electronics in general. Uh, we know there is currently a global shortage on uh, microprocessors and semiconductors. And I think that has probably driven the production of the Pokemon or Pokeball Plus Plus or whatever the dumb accessory they announced for Pokemon Sleep was, that, that's uh, to be further yeah. further and further delayed. And I don't think COVID helped at all with that either from a manufacturing perspective. So I don't think we'll see this anytime soon. Oh, all right. My, my, biggest, my biggest thing that I actually do expect us to see is more of a bit of a deep dive into the new Pokemon Snap. I think it's probably very likely because that game comes out in April, so they probably have stuff that they can show for it. Because um, they did like a, just a quick Google search. There's not much for it. There was nope. the trailer that came out a month ago, and then the original reveal trailer eight months ago. So there's nothing really about Pokemon Snap. So I could see that being there. As well, did they ever 
release or show anything of that Detective Pikachu game that they were going to bring to the Switch? Nope. No. I could see. I, I could see that. Oh yeah. I that could see that being. I could see that being a thing. I could see maybe some because they've announced as well. Uh, didn't they do a? Didn't they announce a sequel to Detective Pikachu the movie? As well, or am I thinking I think it's being worked on? It's, 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 it's in game. pre-production, I think. I okay. We could get some updates about that, but probably nothing like concrete. But you know, things like that that don't require anything more than they've already got ready at this point. My prediction with regards to the Pokemon Detective Pikachu video game remaster is that uh, the process of remastering that has probably proven pretty challenging for whoever's remastering it to do so we've heard over the years that like so like people for example have demanded that masahiro sakurai uh green light a remake of kid Icarus uprising for the switch and he's been like hey like i'd love to do so too but like that would be way more expensive a project than you're anticipating upright up, updating and uprising it for the switch would require quite a bit of time and effort and i'd imagine that whoever's doing the detective pikachu thing is probably going through the same thing right now which is why we've heard a while it's been a while since we've heard from it i do think it will materialize it's not vaporware but yeah i think that that project's a bigger undertaking than I think any of us initially thought it would be. Um, I have one thing I think we do see this week, or one thing, the one thing I want more than anything out of that concert on Saturday is they also mentioned something about stay tuned after the show for more announcements on P25 music. So Pokemon 25th anniversary music. We already know there's going to be some sort of collaboration with Katy Perry. Game Freak has released albums on the iTunes store for all of these games. Put mm-hmm. these albums into Spotify and Apple music already. And I need music. it. YouTube music. That too. But I need it. Please. Please game freak. You're listening to me directly right now. Please. I need it. <laughs> AJ, what do you got? Uh, in terms of predictions for this, um, yeah. honestly, I have no, I think I'm with you in that we get very minimal uh, additional information, um, personally. I've, I think a Pokemon Direct or a Pokemon-style presentation, or Direct-style presentation for Pokemon makes sense closer to the release of new Pokemon Snap, where they advertise it as, hey, it's a deeper dive into this and some other stuff, so we get a lot of Snap. We probably get a release date for Pokemon Unite, because we know that that... Beta is coming to Canada exclusively on Android soonish. Is that the MOBA? Uh, we know that's coming to that's the MOBA. Yeah, it's coming to Android, iOS, and Nintendo Switch. So I could expect I could see this getting a summer release date on that, and then the one more thing being a logo for whatever this year's main mainline title is, and hopefully you know the current global pandemic we're facing doesn't have an impact on my my sweet sweet Pokemon, and we do get it this year. But we're not here to just talk about all the great stuff coming from Pokemon. We're also here to try to figure out ways to overall... We're here to patch it. No, yeah, we're here to patch it. We're here to figure out ways that we can improve this series. Cozy's already presented a couple, so I just kind of want to go around the room as well. And Cozy as well. um, And just kind of have more of a roundtable discussion on what we feel could be improved in the Pokemon franchise while still maintaining that core, approachable... um, easy to pick up and play RPG style game that we've come to love over the last 25 years. Anybody open floor go. Uh, 
Don't um, everyone speak at once. So I, I guess I go well, ahead. Let's Nathan. let Alex go for it. Yeah, go out. Okay. As the person who's probably played the least Pokemon, least amount of Pokemon in this on this Discord call, um, I've only played I've played Diamond, Platinum, and mm. Y or X. Oh, you got more than that's me. it. Okay, you never mind. Shield? Nope. I'm blue. Uh, because they just. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm blue and sword. Those are the only two I've played. Okay, so I have one on top of you. Um, yeah, like, I just, like, my biggest thing is you have one of the biggest franchises in the world. And, like, when when the Switch came out, we got a Mario game and a Zelda game that really took advantage of being on this powerful, well, powerful handheld, this more powerful console than, than any previous iteration of the games had had before. And Pokemon... Pokemon Sword and Shield, this was the first time that a Pokemon, like a direct Pokemon game, was going to be on a console. Uh, don't forget, we also got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee the year prior. Yeah, and we've but that, had but that also, uh, Coliseum that's, that's, and XD Gale of Darkness as like RPGs on home but consoles. Like, but. I'm, but I mean like I mean like traditional Pokemon where you're the trainer and you're like going through the open world. And like Fair. with Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, we got this huge scale of like what is possible for these franchises. And I just don't feel like they delivered on that with Pokemon. It felt like this could have been on the 3DS. Like it doesn't feel like as big of a push that it could have been. And my biggest thing is you have the big... I looked it up before before we started doing this. Game Freak only has 143 employees. That's yep. very small in comparison yeah. to the fran- to the scale of what Pokemon actually is. And like I know that they like want to do like quick turnarounds and stuff, but like I don't know if I feel like Game Freak could go into a similar route like Assassin's Creed has as of recently, where they make like the, because you know Ubisoft notoriously has thousands of people working on Assassin's Creed. I don't know if mm. they need to go that big, but like they could scale up what Pokemon actually means, and they can still like I think I still think something like Mario Odyssey was still accessible to people who have never played that franchise before. I just feel like something like Persona Five really showed what turn-based combat can, how you can make turn-based combat engaging, how you can do. Like, as something like, as well, South Park Stick of Truth, like, I think, like, those games really show that, like, turn-based combat can be engaging beyond what it already is, and I just feel like Pokemon didn't really make that type of jump in both production quality and just, like, that I think it could, that I think it very easily could because of just how big that franchise is. It's not like they are scraping for funds to be able to like be able to scale it up and i just that's what i would want that's the reason why i wasn't really super engaged with sword and shield why i never bought it was because it just looked like more of the same and that didn't really that didn't really do anything for me because i wasn't already invested in the franchise beforehand yeah i think something that was brought up i actually put this question out to our discord over uh invite.gg slash press yyz if you want to hang out with us uh, Sal over there brought up a great point of giving the models more life and more character because even looking back at the GameCube and N64 games, those models have a lot more character than what we've got on the Switch. I think part mm-hmm. of that is definitely can definitely be attributed to just the sheer number of Pokemon we have now. There are 898 unique models they have to animate for these yeah. individual games. And I think 
that's led to some of this attrition in terms of the, you know, giving everything their own unique attributes and characteristics. How many persona are there? There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it not, varies not from nearly game as many as Pokemon, though. Yeah. Per- persona five. Many? Base persona uh, five. How many? How many persona? Two hundred. in. Two hundred. So you're looking at a scale of. One hundred ninety-two. You know, yeah. So roughly yeah. two hundred. So you're looking at yeah. four times as many models to render, and the team at Atlas is. I mean, it's probably as big or bigger than the Pokemon team. I would assume. I will. I will it's going to be close to it because well, I mean. You'd have to look specifically for the Persona team. The number of employees at Atlas, because they work on a ton of different stuff, so it's hard to probably pinpoint that. I, I don't think I so. Do, Persona, I do, it said, so I did a just a very quick Google search, and it says um, the staff consisted. So it seems about, it started with 40 people and then expanded to 70. Okay, so about half. Yeah. Uh, but we also know that Game Freak works in multiple teams because they are usually working on one or working on games simultaneously, right? Mm-hmm. So is that the, the problem? Not knowing specific. It, so I don't know if that's a problem. I think I think we're going to see a change in the way Game Freak is putting out these titles because the introduction of DLC finally for the first time ever in Sword and Shield has given them an extra year to have a smaller team work on content for the DLC and have the core team work on whatever the next thing is. So hopefully that helps. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, I think. But yeah, I think Sal had a, had a great point there over the Discord of just more character to these models, these animations. It, it, it's very 2D for a 3D title, which doesn't really work in today's day and age. You know, what definitely... Who's got something else? I just want to add on to all that we just said. You know, what definitely didn't help matters is that Pokemon stayed in the realm of 2D for a very, very long time. Uh, Even as late as, like, 2011 with Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. Like, those games, you know, still featured some 3D elements, some 3D models, but it was still largely, like, a 2D experience. And what that has meant is that the Pokemon... Uh, creators have always been kind of a little bit behind everyone else and the you know as we talked about relatively small size of their company compared to some of the other big name video game developers out there has meant that they haven't had the resources to get them up to speed as quickly yeah that's that, that could definitely be an attributing factor to all of this but who's got other ideas of how we could patch the Pokemon franchise um, Nathan AJ? um uh, I'll okay. Yeah, I'll go. you go. You're you letting go. me go. You go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm so, just waiting. So as you know, listen. I've I I I absolutely love Pokemon just in general. Um, mm. You know, I've got my I've got problems with um, you know some of the monster designs um, as you know as I've. As I've grown up and I've looked back on even like a couple of Gen One and Gen Two stuff, which is really where where my my allegiance lies in terms of of my favorites. Um, you know, some some of the design in terms of like it. If your if your inanimate object isn't a ghost type, then I can't kind of get behind it. And even still, it's a little you're you're pushing it a little too much like the bounds of <laughs> of oh what's the word um you're you're kind of pushing 
pushing the bounds on what is allowably realistic and in the the, the my suspension of disbelief that pokemon aren't real or whatever um when suddenly a sarc a, a sarcophagus has these wiggly arms and is a, a pokemon that lays eggs um you know it it, it kind of gets hard to follow that sort of thing um when when a trash bag comes to life or ice cream cones suddenly become two ice cream cones why i don't i, I you know. mean those are all from why gen 5 not? though yeah i i know i'm not like i'm not i'm not i'm not, I'm not uh, like trying to counteract your legitimate qualms but like yeah. where, where do you, how do you feel like since gen 5 the pokemon series has gone in terms of their monster designs like do you feel so, like it well, has remained kind of consistently on that level of and mediocrity or do you think that it's improved not improved i think i think probably around it probably like they probably hit the ramp uh in gen 3 and jumped the shark by gen 5 um in in term you know it, that's the best metaphor i can come up with um in in terms of my dissatisfaction with uh, the different the the new designs of the the different monsters. Um, looking back, like I said earlier, um, I think in Gen One, things like Magnemite and Magneton are kind of are 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 actually and and Voltorb and Electrode and whatnot are are Pokemon that I just at as as a kid I I could use my imagination right and yes these are kids games I understand that but. You know, this I still grew up with these, and kind of they mean they're they're important to me. Um, but I I I kind of hold that like a Magnemite and a Magneton in the same realm as now that I did that I do with like the trash bag or whatever. Gen two, it was you know the unknown quest or or you know whatever uh, that with in the ancient ruins. Um, it was interesting because. Oh, it it felt cool as a kid to decrypt the alphabet, um, but then now as a grown up, it's just like, why are these creatures shaped like the alphabet, right? And it just as I as as I get older and my imagination gets worse, I guess um, the the the, the my I, it's harder for me to suspend my disbelief um, in regards to that. Um, the other aspect of Pokemon that I think kind of needs a bit of a revamp is um the battle system in a way um like it's fine you get to choose your four attacks and and everything um while me personally would like something that controls a little more like okay so imagine you're running around this open world and uh you know you you you, you look at a trainer in the eyes and suddenly you have to fight and this uh, arena opens up and suddenly you're playing a Pokemon tournament, but with any one of the 900 Pokemon, right? Gets a little weird when you throw something like a Wailord in there against a Pichu, but, you know, that, you know, and, and in the, those areas, that's kind of why that wouldn't work. Uh, what's up, Mitch? Name me one fighting game that has 900 playable characters. And then I'll tell exactly. you this is a reasonable, reasonable suggestion. Exactly, right? And that's Jesus that's that's Christ. kind of my that's kind of my my pie in the sky uh like dream of what I would want from it. Right. 
Um, and if I were to temper that down, it would be, okay, well, if we can't do a fighting game like that, why don't we just make it Smash Brothers? You've already got, what, six Pokemon done? Let's let's continue. Let's keep going. Let's throw I, something I else in there. That that's that's also I work on Smash, but it's exactly. just Pokemon. But just Pokemon. Super Smash Pokemon. Um, that would be... I'd be down for that. Hell yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I still have my fingers crossed um, that the, the Smash announcement from last week was going to be a Pokemon and they were going to announce Gen 4 and that didn't happen. Yeah. So uh, the criticism is it's, you know, baby's first RPG, right? And so the battle system I, is a turn-based. I don't, like that. I don't like that connotation. I think it's it's a very approachable RPG, but just calling it a baby RPG makes it feel... it You're... you're b- almost yeah not not quite belittling but you're 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 poking fun at something people really do enjoy regardless of age it's a game that allows for as much breadth of depth as you want to inject into it it can either be baby's first rpg or it can be as difficult as you want it to be if you say want to do a nuzlocke run or so on and so forth proper iv ev training competitive smoke on rules all that stuff I, um, I will say, and I'm going to keep bringing this game up because it really is the best example of how to do this turn-based combat mm-hmm. right, and it's Persona 5. Persona 5, the reason why Persona 5 works so well and every single fight you get into is engaging, whether it's a boss or just a random enemy, like one of these random encounters that you have in Persona 5, is because of the way the combat system is, and it's because it doesn't leave you, it doesn't leave you not on your turn for very long it immediately the enemy does their thing and then it's back to you it's back to you so like what if they'd made it so that you could have multiple pokemon out at the same time and you choose which each one of these pokemon do um, like change change up the way yeah. the battle works they, double, they did have battles things. do exist yeah triple but, battles do exist. but like add did. to it add they on no to it make do oh. th- like persona has really good things like the one more or the all out attacks and that like the presentation of them really engage you enough that like okay and then it continuously comes back to you there's things that you can do as a player to ex- extend your turn as long as you can and i think passing. things like that would yeah baton here, passing things like that yeah. Pokemon all of those has baton be, passing a li- well, that's not exactly it's, an attack move. it's a it's okay. a move and it switches <clears throat> okay. your pokemon and retains any stat boost it exists, to, God damn it! Just to close out my thoughts on the yeah. battle system specifically, um, and, and I like where you're going with that. Um, so, when when I was thinking about it before the show today, I was just like, okay, so how do I how do we make something like this more approachable and less, you know, uh, less like still still have it be approachable, but maybe take it to the next step, right? Um, what, what if Pokemon was, um, the battle system was a little bit more like a, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics or better yet, like a, a D and D game with, uh, initiative roles and, you know, uh, I feel like that's perception roles and stuff. I thought they had that. Pokemon Conquest. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. What is that? That was a crossover with the Samurai Warriors universe in which No, with the Nobunaga er, with no, the Nobunaga's ambition. Nobunaga's universe. which isn't that also Samurai Warriors? Because Nobunaga's in Samurai Warriors? No, no. Nobunaga, Oda Nobunaga is a historical figure from ancient Japan. He's shown up in multiple <laughs> oh, games because okay. it's just like, oh well. Yeah. I see. Uh but yeah, that essentially it, it, it paired up 
a character from that franchise with a partner Pokemon and use the Pokemon in turn-based battles to very similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, it was an isometric turn-based yeah. strategy. RPG. So, so if they did if they did something like that, um, but with let let's say you had D and D level stats, right? But made it, but still found a way to like keep it approachable and keep it kid friendly and whatnot. Go ahead. They have that. You have your HP, your attack, your defense. Like there is that level of depth I, if you're looking for it. But I still feel like the the yes, battle system. I don't think is what's at fault with uh, Pokemon I feeling mean, stale. Just it is. That is the core of the franchise. I don't think you can change that much without losing that approachability. What I'm saying is I would like to see an initiative roll rather than an invisible speed stat. But it's not invisible. Yours I, I is available do, to you. Your your enemies is just invisible. mine. I my the, the enemies is not. I, I do like yeah. where Alex is at in the idea that like the Pokemon series should kind of remain turn based, but it can definitely figure out ways to kind of give its battles a little bit more flair, work within those turn based confines, and just make things that much more engaging and cinematic. Yeah. Uh, I think like. Uh, here's the thing. I totally do want a Pokemon game that is an RPG, but where battles like take place on a entirely 3D realm where you can move your Pokemon whichever way you so choose. I do want that game. I think saying that like that should replace the mainline games is kind of like being like, I think that Street Fighter should switch from like its fighting game system to like, again, like its own like... 3D-esque kind of battle system. It should go from what it is to the weird over-the-shoulder thing they did in the 3DS game or something. Yeah, it should be more like Soul Calibur or... And they tried that and it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It should keep its identity but be able to expand on it. Yeah. And I, I want to, at this point, shout out two things, and that is the developers at... Or the... Yeah, the people working at Crema... And those working at, where's the other one? Uh, Lime Turtle, uh, what is it? Lime Turtle Incorporated. Uh, as both of these developers have put out Pokemon-inspired games in the past couple of years, those being Nexomon Extinction and Temtem. And I feel like more competition directly in that space, whether mm. it's good or bad, is only, like, competition breeds innovation. Can I so we sure. saw what Temtem did or is doing since it's still technically in beta with making it more of an MMO, more of an open world, more connectivity. Uh, and Nexomon did some of that as well. So hopefully Nintendo's taking some cues from these developers and adding some of this functionality back into Pokemon, but we'll have to wait and see. So here's my question. And mm-hmm. I know Pokemon prints money and they're not going to do this. But nope. yeah. Does it make sense for them not to take a few years off and figure out what the next next step? Because I feel like the Pokemon series just plays it safe. It's just constant safety, safety, safety. And there's no risks yeah. taken. There was no risks taken when they did Sword or Shield. Um, and they really need to stop. They need to take a risk with that franchise and do something different. Um they can definitely take a year break. Like there have been some years where there has been no mainline Pokemon game and it's worked out fine with them. But they so far they yeah. But then but, they came I out mean, with main li- mainline or remake. I feel like there's been one every year for the most part. Let me take a look. But there was definitely one year where they didn't have anything. I don't I, like all that to say. I I, I I do think Nathan that yeah they could take a short break. They 
wouldn't be able to take a long break because take a year to market demands more Pokemon. We had nothing in 2015. Yeah, that's the year I was thinking of. Nothing in 2015. Uh, but other than that, it it more or less goes back. Uh, something I was looking at is the the um, one of the best known directors in the Pokemon series is Junichi Masuda, yeah. and we know that he did oh, not yeah. work. To, he was a producer on Sword and Shield. But he, he he and he directed Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee in 2018. But we're now looking at three years since the last title that he direct he, that he directed. So the hope from the community is that he's gone um, underground. He's gone. Well, no, he hasn't gone underground. He's worked on the titles, but he's kind of gone and he's working on his own kind of the next iterate, like the next big thing for Pokemon. Because it feels like every time he's directed a title, you know, Let's Go, notwithstanding. Um, there, that has been sort of a next step or there's been something that really pushed the envelope. So hopefully this extra year That's, that he's been provided via the Pokemon DLC really does make whatever title that he's been more closely involved with pop that much more. It's interesting you say that because I've also heard the argument from some people that like, okay, now that Junichi, Junichi Masuda is not involved, like new, fresher blood will be able to kind of take the series reins and take it in a more interesting direction than it's uh, been for the past couple of iterations. Like I, yeah, I, I no, like Junichi Masuda quite fair. a bit, but I, but I have heard the argument that like he's sort of part of the problem with regards to the series mm. feeling, you know, very kind of same-ish feeling, you know, again, like just having this sort of like level of, you know, uncreativeness that we typically associate with games like, you know, new, the new Super Mario Bros. series, for example, where it is just sort of the same thing again and again, still very high quality and very polished, but not particularly risk-taking or exciting or striking. Yeah. I mean, you're getting to a point now where the people that grew up with these games are now working on these games, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to get to a point where people that love these games, they love playing the original games as kids, will get here and they'll be like, we'll get into positions to make those decisions at Game Freak, kind of like you're saying, Cozy, and hopefully they were, are able to do something different. Um, I know that when, I think it was when they developed X and Y, they developed all of these really high res assets that they then down, like they derezzed for 3DS. Now they're using them on the Switch. Um, I know it would suck and it would be very ballsy of them to do this, but um, throw away this art style. Yeah. Throw it away. I Do everything again from the ground mm-hmm. up. Go with a more cell shaded yeah. or anime inspired approach similarly, similarly to what we saw in Persona 5. And maybe that's a shot in the arm that the series could use. Yeah, I, I think we're in agreement. You know, it's one of many, yeah. Earlier, uh, uh, when I brought up um, the new Super Mario Bros. series uh, a, a second ago, I was going to say that, like, if I had to describe in just one sentence, like, the direction that Pokemon should go in from where it is right now, like, it should go from new Super Mario Bros. to Yoshi's uh, Island, in, in the sense that, like, Yoshi's Island, also a through 2d platformer like new super mario bros but much more stylish you know has a very kind of distinct art style that has not been replicated an awful lot you know takes the mechanics that you're familiar with and doesn't like utterly reinvent them or toss out the baby with the bathwater, but just figures out a way to you know really add a extra level of liveliness to them and i know chronologically yoshi's island came before new super mario bros but you get what i'm driving at but they've also done things like Wooly World that really yeah. did depart from the traditional art style. So maybe there's chance for Pokemon to do something similar. But go ahead, AJ. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the things that I remember from being a kid 
was when Pokemon Coliseum came at, was about to come out or whatever. Uh, I remember getting it, um, and I never finished it because you know they they did take what I wanted was the mainline Pokemon to be able to play on my GameCube, right? And that's more or less what Sword and Shield is now. Me being an adult, I'm so many years divorced from that moment. Um, you know, that's why kind of why I didn't get Sword or Shield. Um, it just never it didn't hit me uh, the same with this one, and Gigantamax just didn't do it for me. It just didn't look interesting at all. Um, but the, the problem that I had with, um, with Coliseum when that came out was not, you weren't catching wild Pokemon. You were theoretically rescuing these shadow Pokemon that, you know, the bad team had and you had to purify them. And it's just like, that's not. That's that's like, it. They tried to do something different and interesting. It was too with much it, of a departure. But it it wasn't. It didn't feel like the the right Pokemon anymore. And I'm sure if I went back and played it, like our our, our good friend Jigsaw is about to do this week or next tomorrow. Week or I think I think tomorrow, tomorrow on stream he's going to start Coliseum. Yeah, because he finished yeah. he finished Radical Red last night. I was watching. It was great. Oh hell yeah, um yeah so uh. And, and I think if I went back and like, or maybe if I check into his stream, I, I would probably appreciate it a little bit more now, just in general. I don't know if something like that is necessarily what the franchise needs. Like, I picture a, a, something that that doesn't take it too far uh, into the 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 wrong direction. It, something like, listen, there should be an acknowledgement that. The original players are adults now. Find a find an all encompassing story that lets you be that ten year old kid, or lets us be the adult now, starting our adventure now. Hmm. If kind of like how uh, in the movie Detective Pikachu, uh, the main character was an insurance salesman and didn't want anything to do with actually catching Pokemon. Because he was just going like it, it was a very good analogy to our real lives. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're adults now. We don't do this Pokemon thing anymore. But actually, no, we do. Right. So there should be. I think there should be an acknowledgement that hey, the 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 kids who love loved Pokemon have grown up. But also, there are still kids who love Pokemon. You know, there there should be a balance there. Go for it. I am a big kid that loves Pokemon. I've got, I just bought from the, I mean, I think I showed it off on the show a couple of weeks ago. I got a Lugia shirt, a Croconaw plush and a, a Dreepy plush. I'm all in. This is my favorite, my favorite games franchise of all time, bar none. Um, what happened to the key system? The key system? I don't even know what that is. The key system was introduced in Pokemon black and white, and it introduced a challenge mode that made the game right. more difficult. Bring back multiple difficulties. If you want an easier experience, I mean, totally have an easier experience. That. If you want the challenge, bring it back. Give me challenge mode, baby. Um, but I wanted to, that was the last thing I wanted to get in. If no one's got anything else really big or, or overwhelming you want to discuss, then I think we can get into some of our uh, our listener feedback or listener uh, thoughts on this Pokemon patch notes. Pause for um, interruption. Yeah. Cozy? 
Yeah, I, I, the only other thing I'll bring up, and I'll, I'll try to keep this as succinct as possible because I've talked a lot on this episode, um, is I think that we, the, we you you knew you and I would be talking a lot on this one, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, I, I think that the Pokemon games also need to revise the you know central plot lines uh, that players experience as they go through the mainline games. Um, I, this is sort of like touching up on a bit of everything that we've discussed thus far in this episode, but um, you know, some of the earlier Pokemon games uh, like Pokemon Red and Blue and Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, while, while you would not necessarily praise them as being these two of the forces with regards to the quality of their writing, I feel like they were uh, nevertheless very effective uh, in terms of what they set out to do. Both are like, hey, both these games have these evil teams, Team Rocket, Team Magma, Team Aqua. Um, you are immediately right off the bat uh, early on in the adventure going to be introduced to them. You're going to be introduced to the fact that they have villainous ambitions. And over the course of the game, uh, you are going to fight them in a series of escalating conflicts that will eventually lead to a big a badass showdown at the very end of the game. Uh, I feel like a lot of the most recent Pokemon games, and I don't know if this is just because they're running out of ideas for these evil team plot lines, or again, because producing them has been so expensive and it's taken away resources from this aspect of their development. But a lot of the evil teams, I feel, are lacking in that area. Either they're just like too silly or it's not communicated well enough whether you're supposed to take them seriously or not, or whether you're supposed to even view them as evil, like Team Flare, for example, which is the evil team in Pokemon X and Y, and or the kind of threat that they pose is not introduced until like extremely late in the game, as was the case with, like I would say, Team Flare and also the evil uh, evildoers that were in Pokemon Sun and Moon, and especially that were in Sword and Shield. That game especially, it felt like the whole evil team plot was shoehorned in at the very last minute, and it was disappointing because I think one thing that Sword and Shield did really well is they really kind of showed off the celebrity and fame and razzle-dazzle of uh, the gym leaders in that region in all their glory. You know, meeting and challenging gym leaders there really felt special in the way it had not felt in previous entries in the series. And I feel like if the game had focused exclusively on that and had not tried to shoehorn in a like evil team plot uh, into its proceedings, people would have been upset in the moment. But I think ultimately, looking back in retrospect on it, they would have been like, oh, hey, I appreciate that it focused in on this one thing uh, that it did really well, which is the gym leader stuff, and then try to, you know, do a whole b- bunch of things mediocrely. Um, yeah. But obviously, that didn't good. come to pass. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think they, if they're going to continue to have these like evil teams, evil plot lines in their games, I think the Pokemon series needs to kind of take some cues from some of their earlier games in the series again like ruby sapphire red blue of introducing their evil teams earlier on introducing what they stand for and you know have the conflicts with these evil teams be in an escalating fashion but also you know as we've talked about they need to also figure out like how can we modernize this how can we make this appealing to both you know new time players and also older fans like us that are adults and that are craving you know slightly more adult plot lines just give me black and white again, baby. That's all I need. All right, let's get into a bit of our fan feedback for this week's patch notes. Our our good friend Robbie Rob writes in and says, for starters, for the announcements we'll see this week, he's with you, Cozy. Diamond and Pearl remake seems like a lock. Uh, for what could be improved, a new engine, 
that can run so that Pokemon can fully utilize the current hardware that it's on so it feels a little more modern. We've seen other games from series like Assassin's Creed, Doom, and The Witcher do this on the Switch hardware. There's no reason why Pokemon couldn't. Uh, Paul Despawn writes in and says, I think introducing more of a challenge would be great. So we talked on that a little bit as well. Yeah. The current iteration felt more like a reset and simplification. At no point was there any like risk of losing if you really did like put in some minor effort. Um, this guy, Times Hero, just says Pokemon Breath of the Wild. That doesn't seem useful at all. So we'll just skip past that. That sounds um, like a great idea to uh, me. I, it's not at all. Well, I wouldn't like it as a mainline entry necessarily. I would still love it too. Well, I mean, this our our boy Sal comes back at us, and uh, he brings up very, very a very similar point of just an open world take on the series. Why not make it open world? They've tried, they've experimented with the wild area now of having it be wide and open, like a, an open the, multiplayer hub. So why not just expand that, make make it a more open world, more open ended game? You you guys played that Pixelmon Minecraft mod, right? And that not seemed to be like. Yeah, it seemed really interesting when I watched you play for a bit. Um, so, like, yeah, if, you know, hell, team up with Microsoft and and license the Minecraft look and generate a world that is the same world, but then go explore it. Didn't they do a block, Pokemon a blocky Quest. Pokemon spinoff game? Yeah, Pokemon Quest. It's not yeah, Minecraft at all. They just look like Minecraft characters. <laughs> Yeah. I, I am curious, Mitch, because I know that you yeah. played the two DLCs for Pokemon Sword and Shield as well. Do you feel like I the did. Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor, that their designs were sort of suggesting that that is the direction that the Pokemon series is naturally going to go into? Or do you look at those games and be like, oh, they feature kind of a more open-ended design because they're just experimenting a little bit and you don't think that we'll necessarily see this translate over to the mainline series? I think it's a bit of both, honestly. I think if we do get a Diamond and Pearl remake as the next games, that the area underneath, I think it was the cycling road, right? That could be prime real estate to have expanded and deforested and turned that into a wild area sort of equivalent for that game. Um, I think it is it is on one part them experimenting, but on another part we did see a focus on multiplayer with the addition of Dynamax Adventures in the Crown Tundra. So I think moving into more, you know, multiplayer focused areas makes a lot of sense. Um, Sal brings up a point on the open world talk that uh, you, we saw what Temtem did in terms of an open shared experience. And maybe they'll bring some more of that into the mainline games. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, trying a little harder on those, on those models. Cause they seem a little, a little uh, static. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob comes back with another point based on what Paul said earlier, new game plus. Ability to start a new save without wiping out everything. Multiple saves. Mm. Sal brought up multiple saves as well. Give us a way to continue to play these games without... Like, I know I've started multiple playthroughs of S.H.I.E.L.D. just using multiple profiles on the Switch because it's literally the only way to do it. And it would be great if there was a better way in-game to do things like that. Um, but does anyone have anything else they want to bring up in this patch notes for the Pokemon series? Take notes from other franchises that have figured out battle systems and take yes. some risks, do something a little did, bit different. Did. Okay. Um, cause I haven't played it. Final fantasy seven remake. It yes. has the toggle between like the live action, the, the live battle, or you, there is a setting that you can kind of make you, it turn-based. You, there's a setting to make it traditional, which doesn't make it turn-based, but it makes it so that the segments between you deciding actions 
are all kind of frozen in time, mm -hmm. but it is still mm -hmm. at its core an action RPG. Yeah. Mm. So so maybe maybe something like that where you can have what it is now currently, if that's what you'd prefer to just keep hitting the A button and keep selecting your attack and whatnot, or the ability to make it maybe a little more interactive in the battle mm. and bring it up to that level um, to where... Rather than rather than just here's your two two creatures and they're just going to bump into each other one after the other, maybe make it so you have to strategically place yourself on, you know, a, a nine by nine grid, go uh, Mega Man Battle Network style or something, uh, but like turn based. I th I think something like that makes a lot of sense for this for a spinoff title, and I think we could very well see an action RPG spinoff. Of the Pokemon franchise, maybe get maybe it has legs, maybe it doesn't. I don't see them messing with the core formula because ultimately that is what makes the series as successful as it's been is its approachability. Because um, mm -hmm. we've seen them try things like Conquest, like Ranger, like um, Mystery Dungeon, which is you it's... know also a dungeon crawling RPG kind of experience. Like yeah, they, but they've it's experimented like, those around aren't... it. Those the problem and the the problem why I can't connect with those and I I suspect why you know enough people can that they keep making different ones and newer ones and whatnot but I, my personal issue with it is that it's not the main line I want the main but line but if you don't like those mechanics when they're that. in a spinoff game why would you want a mainline game when it's just the same gameplay as the spinoff it, I, I I like what I like is the 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 adventure of the start from nothing, work your way up, build your team up. But what I don't like is adding in at uh, them trying to ch them changing it up in the oh now you're catching other trainers shadow Pokemon instead. Um, I want it to still be that same core Pokemon. You're going catching wild Pokemon and training them up, but I don't but changing the battle system itself is still and, and 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 continuing like the story of like getting badges or whatnot yeah nathan's done that's great <laughs> he's had enough um i think i think the progression of getting the badges and making yourself stronger is still good so uh, there's there's a balance there and i think i think it's i think it's time they took a risk on the main personally anyone have anything else because if nobody else has anything to say i'm just gonna give my closing thoughts which i'll try to keep to under 20 minutes i i think <laughs> and on that note it. i think we can wrap up the show uh i, I hold on i no, do no, want to just give, give your closing thoughts because yeah, i was just kidding <laughs> go for uh, it you know to uh swing quickly back around to uh, our earlier discussion of, you know, what we can expect from Pokemon in the future and me thinking that we're most likely going to get Diamond and Pearl remakes given the mounting amount of evidence that suggests that's what's going to happen. I, I do think that there is a lot of potential in this hypothetical Diamond slash Pearl remake. Um, you know, when you look at all the pros and cons of Pokemon Sword and Shield and all the pros and cons of the original versions of Diamond and Pearl, I feel like the two theoretically complement each other very well. Pokemon Sword and Shield, I think, did a great job of getting you into the action very quickly. There was very little in the way of tutorials. They kind of railroaded you to the wild area as soon as possible. And I think there were a lot of really good quality of life improvements in that experience that 
fans have been wanting for years for years and that game freak finally you know answered not every single quality of life uh improvement but you know enough that people are like okay this still feels like a step up you know on the contrast though i talked a little bit before about how like the region outside of the wild area felt a little bit small there isn't a lot of like interesting other places to explore and not much in the way of a post game outside of like a funny little plot with those two guys that have giant fluffy hair pieces that look like swords and shields it's confusing if you've played the game you know what i'm talking about um in contrast with diamond and pearl i feel like diamond and pearl did a great job of presenting a really kind of huge voluminous region with watch lots of like secret places to explore uh and you know it also had a i'd say pretty good villainous plot as well to just call back to that thing which we were talking about earlier but the Diamond and Pearl games were definitely some of the slowest Pokemon games, both in terms of just like running around and like riding on your bike and surfing around the map, but also in terms of the speed with which it got you into the experience, the clip with which you progressed from like Gym 1 to Gym 2 to Gym 3 compared to Sword and Shield. And so in theory, a remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl that takes everything that was good about Sword and Shield, everything that was good about Diamond and Pearl and cuts out all the fat could be really exciting um but i do have to acknowledge that you know it doesn't necessarily automatically answer a lot of the other issues that we've uh raised over the course of this conversation you know like how uh, uh making the battle system feel a little bit more dynamic you know taking more risks um doing more with its uh, story overall to really engage us older players that want something that you know acknowledges the fact that we've been with this series for 25 years so I, for one, am really looking forward to seeing what these hypothetical remakes have in store. Um, but, you know, I fully acknowledge that there's still room for them to grow and be better. And on that note, thank you, Cozy, for that eloquent finale to this episode of Patch Notes for the Pokemon series. And uh, if you've got any closing thoughts on what you think Pokemon could do that we didn't really touch on, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, uh, here on Twitch over on our, in the YouTube comments, uh, and also in YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, we very much do appreciate it. But with that being said, uh, as stated, you can catch this show every... Um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to restart my outro. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to click that subscribe button on YouTube. Check us out on Twitch. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Come hang out with us on Discord. And follow us on Twitter at Press YYZ, where we keep you up to date on everything regarding going live and new episodes of this show and any other show we do being posted. And of course, the rest of the crew can be found all over the internet. Cozy? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Xena and over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live. Um, on my most recent episode of Cozy Bear's Cooking, uh, I actually uh, decided to cook up a recipe that players could find in Marvel Spider-Man, the 2018 game. Uh, basically, uh, in that game, if you recall, you can collect all these various backpacks and those backpacks yield little interesting collectibles that give you more insight into Peter Parker's past life. Uh, one of those little collectibles is a recipe for Aunt May's wheat cakes. And so I figured, why not take this recipe, use it to make actual wheat cakes, which basically are just pancakes, but then why not take the same batter and also use it to batter up some hot dogs and deep fry those? And why not make some waffles as well? If any of those are of interest to you, please go give the channel a check out. That's twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live. 
AJ? Yeah, you can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Um, I've been a little light on uh, streaming the past couple of weeks. You know, um, every once in a while, uh, you just kind of get hit by the big sad and you don't feel like doing much and games don't. Mm. Games don't interest you the same way uh, that they used to. So, you know, I'm just I'm just taking it easy, trying not to overdo it, trying not to actually burn myself out on the idea of streaming. But, um, yeah, I've been playing uh, Zelda. I've been playing... I've got a full playthrough of, at, le- at the very least, the first 50 shines of uh, Bowser's Fury uh, and also uh, Worlds 1 through 8 of uh, Super Mario 3D World. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Nathan? Uh, follow me at the underscore nmac on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if I have new reviews to talk about, uh, check them out on PS4 or blog.net. Alex Ballant. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at blatantlyalex and Twitter blatantly underscore Alex. When can we expect that new movie to come out? Uh, end of May. Probably, or probably beginning may maybe end of april cool good to know sweet could you leave is what it is called Ooh. i guess so if you're asking i will not if if you insist uh i am all over the internet at mr mitch george and as always rest in peace anthem